Hello, and welcome to the Purposeful Pen Podcast. My name is Amy Simon, and here we find clarity and direction in writing the message that God has given us. We look at the head game of writing, the business of writing, as well as some biblical encouragement along the way. I hope you come away with a renewed sense of purpose and focus as you seek to write that which serves God and loves others. Hello and welcome to episode two of The Purposeful Pen. So today we're going to talk about a foundational aspect, if not the foundational aspect, of our writing for others. Who are you writing for and what specifically do you have to offer them? And why is it even so important for us to know this? So I've been teaching a class on this and when I explain to writers that they need to narrow down who exactly they're writing for and what they have to offer that reader, I sometimes get some pushback. I hear objections such as, but everybody needs to hear what I have to say, or I don't want to leave anybody out, or if I'm too specific, I'm not going to be able to grow my audience because I won't get enough readers. I get it. Especially when we're just getting started, who wants to turn people away? We just want to take anyone we can get to read our work, right? So why be particular? Well, there are a few problems with this thinking. First of all, I want to answer the objection that everyone needs to hear what I have to say. So here's the thing. Everyone actually might need to hear what you have to say. If you're talking about spending more time in prayer and Bible study or eating healthier, well then yes, everybody probably needs to hear that. But you're not writing to everyone. You are writing to those who realize that they need to spend more time in prayer and Bible study or need to eat healthier. I may have awful eating habits, but until I decide that those habits need to change, I'm not gonna do a single Google search for healthy recipes. So even if you write about something that is indeed universally needed, your reader is actually more specific. Maybe it's middle-aged women who are frustrated with their weight, or it's young moms who are struggling to figure out how to find time to spend with God while caring for their little ones. So why don't we just throw our message out there and not aim it at anyone specifically? What's wrong with talking about an assortment of topics? Recipes, travel, devotion, parenting, What's the advantage of having a specific message and reader in mind? So I hear from many authors, for example, that they want to write devotionals. That's great. What kind of devotions? Around which topic? What ties those devotions together and who's going to read them? So one reason to be specific about your reader and message is simply it's for you. So you know what you're writing about and who you're writing for. Have you ever sat down to write and simply had no idea where to start? When we have a clear idea of the person we write for, we can picture him or her in our heads and we know what they need and what they're struggling with. It just gives us a much better idea of how to serve them. Having some boundaries on what you're writing about is actually very helpful in helping us come up with ideas. Then reason number two for being specific is that so readers know what to expect when they find you. So for example, when you go to Best Buy, you generally know what you're going to find there, electronics and appliances. If I need to buy shoes, I'm not going to Best Buy because I know I won't find them there. I don't go to a sporting goods store to buy a steak 
And so when we write about something specific for someone specific, they know exactly what they're going to find. So when I was planning this podcast and YouTube channel, I knew that I needed to be specific in who it was for and what I would be talking about. I was specific in saying that I would be approaching topics from a Christian perspective. Anyone of any faith can listen or watch, of course, but at least you know what to expect. If one week I talked about how to outline a novel and the next week I shared my favorite recipe for brownies or my thoughts on parenting, like how would you ever decide whether you were going to listen or not? So maybe you're not interested in brownies, but you are writing a fiction novel. Back to the store analogy. What if I had to walk into five different stores just to find out which ones even carried shoes? How frustrating would that be? So reason number three, if we want anyone to find us at all, we need to meet a need or solve a problem. People search for answers to specific questions online. If you aren't offering an answer to what they're looking for, no one's going to find you. Think about your own time online. You Google something specific how to fix your toilet, where to find middle school science fair project ideas, etc. Will your readers do the same thing? We need to have something specific as the answer to what they're searching for. So then once you decide on your specific reader and message, where are you going to put that information to use other than the obvious and what you write about? So here's a list of six different places and ways to use that information. There's probably more, but here's my six. Number one, your website title and tagline on the front page of your site. So visitors to your website will want to know what to expect. Right at the top of your front page, that's a place to let them know what's in it for them. Your title and the information on your front page should be talking directly to your reader and be based on that message that you're offering them. Readers want to know what's in it for them if they're going to read more. Place number two. Your Instagram or Facebook and all the places, bio. So in your social media bios, obviously talking about your public ones used for your writing, your readers don't really want to know who you are. They're not wondering if you like cats and coffee. They want to know what you have to offer them and why they should follow you. Number three, if you are writing a nonfiction book proposal, for example, one portion of that proposal is the transformation tale. Publishers want to know who exactly you're writing for and what you have to offer that reader. They know that in order to sell your book, it needs to be aimed at someone specific and fill a specific need. Place number four, your author brand. When you design your website or hire someone else to design it, and you choose the colors and the fonts for your social media posts and your website design, you need to have your reader in mind. If you're writing for middle-aged men, for example, you're not going to use pink and purple colors and images of flowers and makeup. No, you're going to choose a look and a feel that will be attractive to your reader and fit the message of what you're trying to communicate. Place number five, when you decide what types of things to offer your reader. So will a community serve them and fit their needs? What about a podcast or a course, a book, maybe a guided journal? What kind of lead magnet or free offer would be helpful for them and attract them to your email list? 
What content do you share with them once you subscribe them to your email list? Place number six, where will you even find them to begin with? So knowing who your reader is will help you know where they hang out, both online and in person. Do they spend time on social media? If so, which platforms? Do they listen to podcasts or read blogs or books? Do they listen to speakers at conferences? Do they attend support groups at church or somewhere else? So as you can see, deciding what you have to offer and who you are offering it to is so foundational to our writing for other people. Now, there's absolutely nothing wrong with journaling and writing for yourself and about anything and everything. It's tremendously therapeutic and healing. But if you want to write in a way that serves others, the first step is to figure out who your reader is and what you're helping them with. So I'm working on creating a course that will help you uncover that reader and message that I hope to have available in the next few months. It's material that I have been teaching to hundreds of writers. I'm just putting it in a different format. I also coach writers through this process one-on-one. -on -one. So if you find that you're spinning your wheels writing, not making any progress, the answer might be that you need to uncover who exactly you were designed to serve and how. I would love to work with you one-on-one -on -one and coach you through uncovering your gifts, passions, and life experiences, and how those things all give you a unique perspective that will serve a specific reader. So the link to my coaching page is in the show notes and description. You can also subscribe to my monthly newsletter and get $25 off one coaching session. That link is also in the show notes in the description. So if you found this podcast or video helpful, please subscribe. And so you'll know when future episodes come out. Leave a comment and share it with other Christian writers you know. Thanks so much for watching and listening. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you found it helpful in your writing journey. Please take a look at the show notes for links and resources that were mentioned in the episode. I would love to continue the conversation with you on Instagram as well. You can follow me there at Amy Simon Writer. God bless you and happy writing.